AI may be fun to play with, but its implementation within businesses is a tad more complex. Visionary Marketing attended a roundtable discussion on the impact of generative AI on businesses and the future of work at Big Data AI Paris in September 2023. AI and IT experts from different backgrounds were able to shed some light on the do's and don'ts of the integration of artificial intelligence within enterprises. In a nutshell, there are four main areas one should never overlook. One, cybersecurity. Two, experimentation. Three, problem-solution match. Four, learning from failures. Hello and welcome to the Visionary Marketing Podcast. Today's topic, do's and don'ts for AI implementation within businesses with a panel of experts from IT and AI at Big Data AI Paris 2023. AI's old hat, Thomas Packby, editorial manager of leading French IT for business publication, announced quite rightfully in his introduction to the roundtable on the future of work transformed by AI. He raised the question as to what had really changed in how businesses viewed artificial intelligence. To answer this question and document the theme of the roundtable, he had brought together a panel of IT experts from diverse and complementary backgrounds. Stefan Roda, CEO of AI Builders, David Sabaron, Executive Partner at IBM Consulting France, Valentin Ferriol, Digital Factory Director, Interim CIO at Citio, Nicolas Levillain, Managing Director at BCG Platinum France. So what has really changed in companies' vision of AI implementation? Sure, there were ChatGPT's 100 million near-instant users, but is that sufficient to tell you how to implement AI within your business? Even if the numbers are huge, the share of visits to AI sites compared to others remains modest. What's more, ChatGPT's visitors are said to have been fewer since July. Let's return to our roundtable with this comment from Stéphane Roder. Starting in 2016, we saw AI applications finding their way into our business processes and bring value, he said. This gives good results if you put them in the right places. So AI has ceased to be a technical subject. It's become strategic, increasing operational efficiency, designing new offers. So many subjects once reserved for humans alone have now found a co-pilot, as the name goes. The role of generative AI is undeniable and should not be underestimated. In the, open quote, democratization of artificial intelligence because it has made models available to users, explains BCG's Le Villain. Therefore, there is an undeniable generalization of access to AI, but when it comes to disruption, we're still not there, as IBM's David Saban points out. Everything has changed, he said, and at the same time, nothing has changed in AI. For me, generative AI is incremental. For the IBM representative, it's quantum computing that will, I am quoting again, cause disruptions. No doubt, it's all a matter of appreciation. Could this be the sign of a new era for the leading American IT company? Watson had often been presented as a revolution that has recently come to a rather unhappy end. But be that as it may, many AI experts agree on its incremental diagnosis. 
In fact, whether or not we believe that ChatGPT is revolutionary, the history of technology will take care of that question without our comment. What's important is that we offer useful and effective solutions to decision makers, added Valentin Ferriol. The ultimate goal is to implement both operational and decision-making issues in a collective manner. This is a task in which Valentin sees CIOs playing the role of technologists vis-à-vis other departments such as marketing or finance. For my part, I see it as a reminder not to give in to technological revolutions too fast, neither today nor tomorrow. Is there still such a need for evangelization in AI? According to Stefan Roder, this has already been done by OpenAI and Microsoft, and we can only be impressed by how fast they did the job, even if Joe Bloch's mastery of these tools remains uncertain. Like Valentin, Stefan insists on the ultimate purpose of these technologies. The question is whether it really adds value or whether it's a toy. CEOs want to quantify the contribution of technologies and answer questions about confidentiality, he said. It's a fundamental problem, but one that is in the process of being resolved, he told us. I'm under the impression that such issues are still only seldom addressed. That being said, Stefan foresees massive adoption because machine learning allows you to do exceptional things, he said. Nicolas Levillain confirms, we have moved on from the need to convince CEOs to an effort to educate them to ask what they can get out of these technologies, he said. Rethink how they work and how they interact with their customers and find out if they can create new business. And he adds that this is work that BCGX, the techno arm of the famous consultancy, is carrying out with banks. It remains to be seen whether this movement with banks, sometimes carried out in a more than brutal manner from a human point of view on the continent, is due to the ongoing transformation of the business or to a miraculous and timely technological invention. David Sabaron has another explanation. For him, it's the fact that banks and insurance companies are entirely based on IT and technology. Admittedly, but it's probably not the most cutting-edge technology. Otherwise, what need would most established continental financial institution have to buy budding fuel players? Banks were certainly the first to face new entrants, as he points out, but the digital transformation of banks, which we were calling for 10 years ago, is still largely incomplete, to put it mildly. If banks are so interested in generative AI, it's seemingly more to catch up with the movement indicated by Chris Skinner, which began in the UK and spread worldwide around the time of the 2008 crisis. ChatGPT is a good excuse for cutting costs quickly and effectively. So what impact will generative AI have on the workplace and on productivity gains in particular? According to JP Morgan, it will be enormous. Working hours will shrink and decision-making processes will be turned upside down. In short, it will be total disruption it's rather difficult to be that adamant when talking about such topics, though. Changes won't happen overnight, contrary to what we hear. Wait and see before it happens. The Big Data and AI Paris 2023 panelists, however, have observed productivity gains. BCGX analyzed customers using generative AI in their software factories, says Levillain, and we witnessed 40% productivity gains, improved quality and fewer bugs. Here again, not everyone agrees, starting with Thomas Jabot, data scientist, developer, and IT blogger, 
generative AI does produce code that he wrote, but is it useful? Sometimes, according to a few studies, Chen et al. 2021, Cassano et al. 2022, Buscemi et al. 2023. I don't find it all that interesting, though. The data scientists I work with prefer to think on their own, and when they hit the snag, browse Stack Overflow for an answer, he wrote in his blog. Valentin Ferriol agrees with him. It's true that AI can generate code, she said, but only simple one. This is not to say that ChatGPT and his competitors can't help us generate code, but it does mean that they may be of more interest to novices and tinkerers and that pros have other ways of getting things done. Above all, this means that it's too early to panic and that time will tell whether the productivity gains will be that enormous and what it means for white-collar workers. By the way, the latter were already facing problems before the recent AI boom. What's more, some jobs disappear Others are invented, as always been the case. Let's get straight to the point that interested me most in this round table. Learning from AI implementation failures. So here are the lessons I've learned from the panelists' analysis of these AI implementation postmortems. 1. Securing AI is more difficult than you might think, says Levinas. New AI technological frameworks seem easily accessible, we said, and may give rise to the temptation to move very quickly in order to gain a competitive advantage. However, making this new breed of applications secure requires a great deal of testing. Holding one's horses is his advice. Number two, experimentation versus ratiocination. Valentin Ferriol. Valentin reminds us of the basics of innovation, and particularly digital innovation. Success is best guided by trial and error rather than theory. Familiarizing oneself with a new technology is the right starting point, whereas possible applications come next. This rule of thumb allows us to innovate faster, she said, as long as we dynamically exert our critical eye. We couldn't agree more. Number three, a large language model isn't a hammer to crack a nut, says Stefan Roder. Stefan reminds us that we witness a lot of epic failures in AI until 2019, it seems to have died down for a while and now it's picking up again. Everyone wants their XXX GPT, he said. French Railway completely screwed up with our implementation, he said. We're just discovering the underlying technology and why these models are fun to play with. That's not how it works with businesses, he said. He insists on the learning curve for professional IT teams. We know big e-commerce players, he said, who are now working hard on shrinking their data models. 90% of use cases are indeed queries on simple document databases, he warns us. A reminder that the size of data models is not guarantee for success and that there are many setbacks when databases become oversized. Even ChatGPT is taking a step backward with ChatGPT4, which is reportedly less powerful than ChatGPT3.5 in some areas and sometimes declining over time for certain tasks. You can download the Stanford report about the evolution of ChatGPT behavior over time in our blog. There are three AI implementation failure factors which must be stressed, says David Saban from IBM. Number one is lack of adoption. Number two is implementing proof of concept rather than pilots, hence failing to scale, a main reason for failure in big data projects we already spotted 10 years ago or so. Three, 
lack of governance. For example, those US states that used AI-based unemployment fraud detection systems and ended up favoring fraudsters. As Levinar rightly concludes, the key success factors for these types of projects are 75% human, the remaining 25% depends on technology. So far, I feel as if I were attending a project management course back in the 1980s. Yet, he added, what has changed is that these models bring together people who didn't talk to each other before, data scientists, business people and developers. Granted, in that case, I agree that this is a revolution, one that we've been awaiting for decades. Let's hope he's right. You've been listening to the Visionary Marketing Podcast. We hope this piece has been useful to you. Don't forget to give us a good rating on whichever platform you use. And we hope to see you soon on the Visionary Marketing Podcast channel.